And welcome to season three of my podcast. Today, my guest is Shrihari Jairam, who is a manager for brand monetization at Swiggy from Bangalore, India. For those who are not aware, Swiggy is India's largest online food ordering and delivery platform, like Uber Eats and Grab Food. During this pandemic. A lot of people depend on online delivery systems rather than going to stores or restaurants. It's almost magical that at the click of a button, food is at our doorstep within minutes. Hi, Shrihari. Welcome to my show. Hey, Vedat. It's it's nice to to talk to you. I know. Even I'm very excited. Yeah, that's a great introduction that you gave about Swiggy. So, Shrihari. I'm curious to know once I place an order for food what is the process to get the food delivered at our doorstep Sure so there are a couple of uh, stages in which the delivery happens As soon as you place the order the first thing that the restaurant that needs to do is accept the order So they are given uh, a couple of minutes in which they need to accept while all of this happens right so the customer has visibility in terms of what is happening to his, his order right so the moment the restaurant accepts the order the customer gets to know that the restaurant has accepted the order so the first stage i would say is acceptance right in case the restaurant doesn't accept what happens is that a call goes from the call center to tell him that hey there is a there's an order which has been placed by a customer right so you need to accept the order even after that if the restaurant doesn't accept the order then you have the delivery executive going to the restaurant and reminding the restaurant that hey there is a order which needs to be readied so post post that post acceptance is the restaurant marks the food ready as soon as he prepares so now this is this is a key step right a it helps the customer understand that his food has been prepared b the delivery executive is sent after the food has been made ready so the algorithm works in such a way the app works in such a way that the nearest delivery executive as soon as the the mark food ready has been pressed is assigned at that moment now the second step is that the customer gets to know the food is ready and the third step would be that the delivery executive has picked up the order that's another thing so as, as soon as the delivery executive arrives at the restaurant the customer gets to see that he's arrived and he's picked up the order a notification goes to the customer that your order has been picked up and post that there is an order tracking screen where the customer sees that the delivery executive is on his way so he can he has a map which he can see where the delivery executive is and the eta that is how much time that the delivery executive would take to arrive uh, at the customer location so the entire journey of the food being delivered to the customer has been mapped on the app and the customer gets you know a first hand experience in terms of what is happening to his order so that's the usual journey of an order being placed what if the driver arrives at the restaurant but the order isn't ready will the customer get a notification saying your driver has arrived but the food isn't ready so as i said 
So the algorithm works in such a way that the driver is only notified close to about the preparation time for that particular restaurant. So every restaurant over, let's say, thousands of orders. So we have an average value, which lets us know that, you know, this is the usual time by which the restaurant prepares the order. And he's only sent once that when he's closer to that time. So in a case that the restaurant hasn't prepared it or hasn't been responsive, then yes, the customer definitely gets to see that the delivery executive might have arrived at the restaurant. However, the food is not ready. So there is absolute visibility in terms of what is happening to the order. The customer can see the entire journey. Sometimes, like, the restaurant gets a delivery, a food delivery order and in-person order, like someone who is sitting in the restaurant. Mm -hmm, Which mm -hmm. one do they prepare first? I think what happens is that they absolutely work in silos, right? It is not dependent on each other. There's no interdependence over there. For a restaurant owner, it is important for him to understand the kind of image that he's building on the app. So if, if you're a customer and I'm a restaurant and if I'm somebody who's delayed your order, it would lead to a bad experience, which will not make you order again. So he needs to, at the same time, so it can be an order which has come offline, that is somebody's arrived at his restaurant and he might be waiting as well. But then, as I said, it's something that needs to happen in an independent manner. Usually the kitchen staff are trained irrespective of whether the order has come offline or online for them to prepare that dish in that standard time. Yeah, they understand their demand, which usually comes in and they're able to cater to both the orders. Sometimes when I go to a restaurant, I hear that sound which like says the orders come like mm-hmm. an online order and it like sometimes goes on for like five full minutes and it's very like annoying. <laughs> yes, yes. So we call it the partner application portal. We call all our restaurants as partners. It's basically, as I said, the restaurant is supposed to accept the order as soon as the order comes in. And, and that buzzer keeps ringing until it, there's somebody who's accepting the order. So we find it very important for the restaurant to understand how, since I said that everything is transparent, the customer can see the entire journey of the food delivery for him to accept the order within time. Hence, it's made in such a way that there is somebody, at least if he's far away, right? Because of that, you know, uh, recurring sound going on for a lot of time, he at least runs to the place and he accepts the order. He acknowledges that there is an order which is coming. There are so many restaurants on Swiggy's list and each of them has a unique menu. How mm-hmm. does Swiggy get notified when any menu changes and then update it? So what we have done is we have, Swiggy as such has put in a lot of power. So there are two main stakeholders here. One is uh, the customer and the second is the restaurant, right? We've given a lot of power to both of them. So we have, we are a, a tech enabled company and everything is automated. So when I say that, now uh, the restaurant is free to change his menu as he likes. There is no dependence on a person to do that. 
the partner application that I was telling you about is very user friendly and it works like a widget, right? So anybody could, the partner could add any number of items and it doesn't have to be between a particular duration of the day. It doesn't have to be, let's say, between 10 to 5 or, or any such window. It could be any time that is convenient to him. So as soon as the restaurant creates a menu item, a ticket is generated, which notifies Swiggy that, hey, this restaurant has created an item which needs to be added on his menu. And within a specified time, which is usually about 12 hours, 8 to 12 hours is, is the usual time that it takes for the menu item to be verified and uploaded. So the verification is usually on a quality check sort of thing that happens. And within that time is when you know somebody looks at it and sees that, okay, this is an item which needs to be added to the menu and it is added, right? And there's another, pro, you know, it is also verified with a photograph, which, you know, the restaurant has to upload of his menu copy, the offline menu copy, so that what is available offline is, is something that is going online as well, both in terms of price as well as the item availability. That is something that we mandate as well. And to put it in a nutshell, there is no manual dependence. The restaurant is free to add how many number of items that he wishes to. It's just that at the moment it is done, there is a ticket which is created and, and, and that's how it gets added to his menu. You said like in the 8 to 12 hours just to verify it and the quality thing and everything. Do people from Swiggy go and eat the food to check whether it's good quality or... Do they just like... No. So the quality check I was uh, talking about was more from uh, a digital aspect, whether let's say it might be a spelling mistake, it might be a vegetarian item or a non-vegetarian item getting listed as a vegetarian item, right? So such, uh, such errors are rectified remotely. So in terms of checking that we have, we don't uh, actually... Swiggy does not go to the restaurant and check for the quality of food, but then we do mandate a, a FSI license, FSSAI license, which anybody who is onboarded on Swiggy needs to produce, which is a, a license that everybody needs to have if they want to get on board on Swiggy. Also, we, we do have a few badges that we give, quality badges, which there are audits which are uh, done by independent organizations, which we do recommend restaurants that, hey, if you want to display that you are a hygienic restaurant and you're giving good quality food, we have a vendor, we have an independent body who does that. If you're interested, you could take that up and display that badge and they would certify if everything goes right that you are a safe and hygienic restaurant. If Swiggy had people go to the restaurant and eat, that would be a very fun job. Oh, absolutely. I would love to do something like that. Who wouldn't? Yeah. 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 Food tasting, I think, would be on everybody's wish list. I think everybody wants to be a part of the food tasting team. But let's see if they do offer, if they come up with something like that, I would, I think I'm pretty sure I would volunteer for that. Yeah. How does Swiggy know if a particular item on the menu has run out of stock? Sure. So Swiggy, as I said, now the entire menu is managed by the restaurant, right? As I said, the first stage is that the restaurant needs to accept the order. So when, once an order comes in, the, the restaurant looks at the order and then he accepts it. And if in a case that the item is not available, what the restaurant does is, it, you know, they contact Swiggy and Swiggy patches that call with the customer and tells him that 
the customer gets to know that this item is not in stock is there a replacement that the uh, restaurant can offer right so that's patching in is what swiggy uh, does provided the restaurant contacts swiggy but then yes as a part of uh, a few hygiene um, you know process hygiene checks that we do for our restaurants we do have you know parameters which constantly we look at in terms of if there is any restaurant who is faltering at such things right who is running out of stock often but is not monitoring his menu online so we we do call such people we tell them that hey you in the last couple of weeks you've been constantly running out of stock for this for whatever particular item and the solution to that is that you need to actively manage your inventory online you need to go on the app and switch off the item if you do not have the item so those are the measures that we take at the back end informing the uh, restaurant partner that you, there are instances you know because of which customers might get affected if you've ordered for something if you've been very keen on having a particular item and then you waited that you waited those 20 minutes 25 minutes right and then you get to know that your item is not available that leaves you with a bad taste right it's a bad experience so you wouldn't want to order again from that restaurant and this is something that we educate restaurants saying that it's leading to bad customer experience so you need to actively manage your inventory and ensure that this doesn't happen again so these are the steps that swiggy takes from a process standpoint to help restaurants overcome such problems that's a very interesting and complicated like process if i was at a restaurant like so that i don't have to deal with all this trouble whenever the cook says this item is out of stock i will just go on the app and say and tell swiggy the item is out of stock absolutely it's uh, like you said bang on that's it's as simple as what you've told right it's only it's as good as you know turning on or turning off a button so all he needs to do is as soon as the cook tells that this item is not available he just needs to switch it off switch that particular item off so that's how simple it is for the restaurants how does swiggy assign riders to an order sure the whole operation standpoint is pivoted around demand and supply right so wherever so usually the riders are given the flexibility in terms of where do they want to work you do not have to work full time at swiggy you could work part time how many hours you want so that sort of flexibility is given to a rider so what swiggy does is it estimates in areas where you know so we have through all the data analytics being being in the market for uh, all these years we have understood the usual trends that let's say happen over a weekend currently there's some, you know ipl happening so we anticipate a particular surge in orders the number of orders that come in the operations team you know is well aware that hey for me to cater to these surge in orders or usual trends i need so many number of riders and the riders do not have to report into any office or say that they are available at all all depends on them logging into their application so the riders also have an application so it's a live thing so the operations team gets to know that at any point of time these are the number of riders that are available because they have logged into their application and this is the sort of demand that is being catered that is being that is around and if there is anybody who needs to be added on let's say from a neighboring uh, area is added on depending on that demand 
What happens if like food is ordered but there's no driver? Sure, that rarely happens. That rarely happens because we are so it's it all runs on a mathematical model. We are able to see the demand to supply gap. I am I wouldn't comment on. I'm not sure what is the exact number, but it's a ratio that we maintain. So if anything closer to the lower limit of that ratio, what we do is we shut down the restaurants in that particular area because we are not able to cater to that de- demand. So when I say shut down, it's uh, we say that services aren't available. But this is something which is very rare, yeah. and and it it is very unusual for it to happen. Can a driver only go to one restaurant at a time, then go to one house, or can it like pick up from different restaurants, then go to different houses? Oh, that's a great thing. So we call that process as batching of orders. So that is a rider can pick up either multiple orders from a particular restaurant and deliver it to. multiple customers or he could pick up let's say from a neighboring restaurant and he could deliver it to multiple customers both scenarios are there right but that is something that again happens basis a lot of data analytics we are able to predict the preparation time you know for a particular restaurant and the wait time that we have promised a customer right so if everything falls in within those thresholds we do go ahead we batch those orders and we do those things but it doesn't happen for more than two orders the maximum that can happen is for two orders or rather two customers what is your role at swiggy so so i uh, manage the brand monetization team at swiggy right the brand monetization team if if i have to put put it to you in simple terms is i look for synergies with multiple fmcg brands or brands which are looking to advertise their products on swiggy it could be a digital ad or it could be somebody who is wanting to introduce a product into the market so let's say if there is a brand like cadbury's who wants to introduce a new range of chocolates into the market the usual way that fmcg brands do is uh, they do sampling so they in 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 countries abroad right the usual way that happens is they set up stalls they set up kiosks and they say they give out these samples for free right uh, so that customers the general public gets to know that there is some there's a brand like this available off the shelf right so with e- e-commerce you know uh, coming into picture right the way things have changed is and you have multiple players who are able to deliver groceries who are able to deliver food right to the doorstep so that opens a lot of avenues to introduce these new products into the market so i basically talk to those brands and i understand at at a brand level how do we you know develop that synergy how can swiggy as well as the brand work out things between each other leverage each other's strength and help each other out so that's what i do at swiggy that's a very interesting role to do yep which is your favorite restaurant to order food from Too swiggy. I stay in Bangalore, and anybody who stayed in Bangalore for um, some time would definitely vouch for Truffles. So Truffles is a cafe. It was a single outlet based out of Sanjaynagar and Saint Mark's Road here down in Bangalore. So they were operating as standalone shops, right? So they are they make a lot of good burgers, they make salads, they make healthy stuff, and not so healthy stuff as well. So it really depends on your mood, how what you want to eat. The way Truffles has grown uh, with now with Swiggy is that. in collaboration with swiggy they have opened up a lot of cloud kitchens 
So what happens with standalone shops is that you are limited to that particular area of delivery. So what Swiggy also has understood with respect to the brand equity that Truffles has in collaboration, right? So they have opened up multiple such cloud kitchens across Bangalore. So you sitting in an absolutely diametrically opposite locality in Bangalore can now get orders from Truffle. You can order from Truffles. That is because of the cloud kitchen. If, if there's something, if there's a restaurant, which is my all-time favorite, it definitely is Truffles. And I'm happy because it, I used to go there as a student when Swiggy wasn't there. And now anywhere that I want to go in Bangalore, let's say if I'm going to my friend's place or relative's place, and if I need to order food, it's as I'm, I am certain that I'll find truffles there. My favorite is MTR. That's nice. That's nice. Yep. Uh, so, yes. <laughs> South, South Indian food. I personally going to the place and eating. <laughs> but then yes, MTR is a great place. Yes. There's one in Singapore here. And the uh-huh. dish I love the most is the masal dosa. Masal dosa, is it? Yeah. I think that's something that has happened for a few generations before uh, me and I think it will happen a few generations after you as well. People will still throng MTR for their masal dosas. What did you want to be as a child? Oh, that's... Okay. I need to think here, right? Okay. My most coherent thought, right? As a child, what did I want to be was... I wanted to be in the army because I, I absolutely admired the uniform right? What the institution stands for and what the kind of respect that an army man commands. However, I, so there are multiple things that factor in for anybody to join the army. One definitely is physical fitness and the second is mental fitness, right? I somehow couldn't work on it because I was a roly-poly plump child. And yeah, so I, I never had the grit to work on my physique to get into the army. But then I, I really wish the kind of grid that I have now I had back then, because on a day like today, like I've run a half marathon, if I could do that as a child, I'm pretty sure at least the physical part, I would be able to crack the army entrance. What are your hobbies? Oh, I have a spectrum of hobbies. If I have to put it, if I have to you know, put a finger on it, I would say that I would do anything which is outdoor, right? So I'm a very outdoorsy person. As I said, I've taken up uh, a lot of physical activity. I, I, I like to cycle. I, I like to run. I'm an aspiring uh, triathlete. I want to participate in triathlons. I love traveling. I think over the last couple of years, I've traveled at least, at least once in two months. And uh, this is across India. Also, something that fascinated me from my childhood was history. I am a big monument and architecture buff. So in terms of be the Mughal architecture or anything that holds significance historically within the country. And I have a lot of passion for what India stands for. And I truly believe that everyone needs to experience their country by traveling. Uh, yeah, so traveling, cycling. I, I do a lot of wildlife as well. I, I like camping. I do a lot of bike rides. I like to off-road. Yeah, so these are things, if I have to put it in a nutshell, I like to do anything which is outdoorsy. And also, congratulations on doing that half marathon. I'm like, wow. I yeah, I, I, 
I didn't know I could do that as well. So it's take a fair bit of conditioning physically for me to even attempt that. And today I woke up and I never planned for doing it today. But then what probably got me to do that is the prepping over one year that I've done in terms of physically conditioning myself. And I said, and I thought that I am probably in a physical state to attempt that. And yeah, it went really well. And I would like to believe there are a billion more to be done. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's nice. Thank you so much for coming on my show. Hey, it's been my pleasure. I think what you're doing is great and it's commendable at your age that you're doing something. So, I hope that you stay this curious always. I'm confident you will and this will definitely take you miles. So, all the best to you. I have I've heard a couple of your uh, podcasts. Uh, they are fantastic. and i think you should do this for the rest of your life i think you're doing a great job at this thank you a lot thanks man thank you dear listeners follow my facebook page curious vedant to get updates on my upcoming episodes to listen at leisure on your phone and get notified about future episodes subscribe by searching for curious vedant wherever you get your podcasts such as apple podcast spotify stitcher google podcast and many more you can also listen to my show on curiousvedant.com thank you for listening to curiousvedant and don't forget to rate and leave comments